Welcome aboard to Cruise Radio, your home port for everything cruising and more. Subscribe to our newsletter and weekly radio show at cruiseradio.net. From the Cruise One studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Matt Bassford. And I'm Doug Parker. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Cruise Radio and sign up for our Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash cruise radio. On this show, CEO of specialneedsatsea.com will join us and listener Renee Klusek. She will be talking to us. What's great about Renee is I see she's been listening for a while. Uh huh. And she emailed us. She emailed comments at cruiseradio.net. She told us all about her cruise aboard the Emerald Princess. And so, yeah, we've got her on the show. She's on the show, and you can yeah. do the same thing. Comments at cruiseradio.net. Or call 866 874 7957. But first, Stuart Shira on the Cruise Guide joins us. Hey, Stuart. Hey, Matt. Hey, Doug. Hey, man. We touched upon this last week about the Brownsville, Texas. In the middle of nowhere, they... I, I think it's a, it's a very important story. Um, a, a new another story literally just uh, came out about this oh, um, in the Brownsville Herald. Yeah, where um, it turns out that uh, they're, they uh, they've already done a study on this. They've already uh-huh. spent and the... they've already uh, wasted twenty five thousand dollars. Oh boy! They're coming back for more yeah. because they've got another group of consultants, and this study is actually expected to cost them forty eight thousand dollars. Oh man! And it's believe it or not, I mean, we could save them a whole lot of money because this is expected to be completed by the spring of two thousand eleven. This is going to take them six months to figure this out. <laughs> now, oh, I understand that you know they want to have the goal is to be able to make presentations to cruise line owners and operators, highlighting Brownsville as a viable cruise line port based on the conclusions of the latest study. This isn't hard, guys, because you know we, we talked last week about why you know Brownsville is 265 miles southeast or south, um, southwest of uh, of Austin, Texas. Okay. It's 140 miles south of Corpus Christi, right. or south-southwest. Right. Now, keep in mind, 80% of the passengers that sail out of Galveston, Texas, are from Texas. Mm-hmm. And they have absolutely no desire to stop in Brownsville, or respectfully, South Padre Island. Why? Because they've probably been there. And people want the Caribbean. It, it is that simple. Who does these feasibility studies? Is it like some kind of bunch of bullcrap lawyers or something? I mean, well, they, they hire outside <laughs> consultants. <laughs> And in this case, you know, they've, they've got uh, two groups from Florida. Uh-huh. Um, one happens to be a former uh, director from the Port of Miami. Okay. And for the life of me, I can't understand what they could honestly say to these good, fine people of Brownsville, Texas. It's the swindler from the music man. <laughs> that would actually give them any ray of hope. For $48,000, I mean, there, I mean, there's though. no airport there. There's no, there's not enough people within a drive market there's up there. There's absolutely nothing. So, you know, its chances of being a turnaround port, you know, meaning where people would, you know, come into, is zero. It's not even, it's not 1%. Oh, man. It's not 2%. And as far as a port, you know, like, so the ports, the people from Tampa, New Orleans, and Galveston using Brownsville as a port, I mean, not, you know, with all due respect, I mean, 9 out of 10 times or 10 out of 10 times, People want the Caribbean. All right, listen, I'm going to just try and book the entire Brownsville, Texas City Council to comment on this. Because that'll be a great conversation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Queen Elizabeth, she's, uh, what, less than 60 days from her inaugural? She is, yep, she is less than 60 days uh, from uh, her um, delivery. Uh-huh. Her first cruise will be, her naming is uh, October 11th. Uh, she's delivered September 30th, and she's going to be a big baby. And let me ask you this, has uh, she sold out her inaugural yet? 
Well, believe it or not, uh, her, her inaugural um, is sold out. Um, it took uh, 29 minutes. Like a Taylor Swift concert. Wow. <laughs> oh. 29 minutes compared to uh, Epic, which took eight and a half months. Oh, man. But, um, yep, the Queen Victoria, this will be the third canard ship. It'll be the second largest ship, just by hair, um, that the canard has built. Uh, she'll be uh, 90,000 tons, and uh, she'll hold uh, about 2,090 passengers. Um, and she's going to be she's gonna be gorgeous. Stuart Regis here. Doug mentioned Taylor Swift. I remember the, a lookalike contest we had on the show. I dressed as Taylor Swift. My question to you, will there be drag shows aboard the Queen Elizabeth? See, the connection, drag queen, no, not so much. Probably Kelly? not. Kelly? Gilman? Kelly? Gilman? You might be invited, and you can bring your act with you. All right, then. That sounds good. <laughs> Kelly? Kelly? Gilman? No? All right. Let's talk about the pricing in the marketplace. Are cruise prices fluctuating with the rise and fall of uh, the various currencies lately? That's actually a very good question. I'm Thank glad you. you asked that, because uh, contrary to certain reports, uh-huh. um, cruise pricing not only has stabilized, but is going up across the board. We are at the time of year when prices uh, do c- tend to come down. 399 cruise prices in the Caribbean and Mexican Riviera are not uncommon this time of year. It has nothing to do with the economy, the world events, which way the, uh, the moon is uh, positioned in the sky, huh. or whether or not the cow jumped over the moon. Okay. Uh, this is the fall. This is when you know, the parents are more focused on getting their kids back to school, so there aren't uh, as many people uh, from which to you know, travel at, a, at one time. So instead of getting families in large groups, they're dealing with uh, more of the individual passengers, and they have to lower the pricing. It's very normal, but, the, but the, the main tip I'd recommend is that pricing has gone up. Both Royal Caribbean and NCL in their recent financial releases have both indicated uh, price increases. So now's a good time to be considering uh, those cruises. We love hearing from our listeners. You can always email comments at cruiseradio.net or call 866-874-7957. This one from Elizabeth in San Antonio. Are the kids' activities on the ship included in the fare you pay, and is there babysitting, Stuart? (laughs) Well, that's a good question. With uh, young kids myself, I can tell you that the uh, activity programs on the cruise ships are included. So unlike uh, the resorts and and land-based hotels, uh, you don't get nickel and dimes. So they they provide incredible programs. In fact, there are still there are ships now that I mean traditionally it used to be three to seventeen that they had programs, guys. Yeah. They've now reduced it to six months to seventeen. Uh, so you can bring your newborns on board, and they've got beautiful they've got incredible nurseries, which really makes it uh, an enjoyable experience for parents. But, um, you know, there may be some times where the younger kids that under two of the parents may have to be there for the kids, but they've got wonderful facilities uh, for kids of, the, of these varying ages. And uh, it just makes the whole vacation with the family so much more exciting and the fact that you're not going to get some big bill. But if you do want babysitting service mm-hmm. at night where you want to have a sitter come to your room, that's something that you can work out on board, and they tend to cost about $8 per hour which is very, very reasonable. I mean, I couldn't tell you the last time I paid $8 an hour for a babysitter. Yeah. But um, yeah. it's, it's really nice because, uh, you know, if you have, you know, kids, you know, three, four, five, they love the kids program, especially at night. So you really don't need the babysitter unless you want them sitting in the room. The infants is really where you get into it, and there's only a few ships that can care for the newborns. Uh, Disney uh, is one, and the Royal Caribbean has, has uh, Oasis and upcoming Allure that does the same as well. 
For questions or comments, email comments at cruiseradio.net or call 866-874-7957. Stuart Shearer on the Cruise Guy will be back later in the show with your hot deals. If you missed any part of the show or want to hear more, go to cruiseradio.net and click on Radio Channel. Or go to iTunes and search Cruise Radio. Follow us on Twitter at Cruise Radio. Follow me. Klusek is our next guest. She and her husband, Rich, were celebrating their one-year anniversary uh, aboard the Emerald Princess back July 4th. Uh, Renee, welcome to Cruise Radio. Hi there. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be too excited. (laughs) <laughs> I'm so thrilled to be here, guys. I really, it's so strange to hear your voices live. I'm like a little starstruck. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. So you and your husband, Rich, took this cruise aboard the Emerald Princess July 4th, and you left out of Fort Lauderdale. What ports did you hit? Our first stop was Princess K, Ochos, Rios, Jamaica, Grand Cayman, and Cozumel. How was the embarkation process? Embarkation was great. Smooth, no problems. Yep. I'm sure you guys have said it before on the show. There's no need to get there early. Yeah. You are not doing yourself any favor, <laughs> especially in the Florida heat. Yeah. So our de- uh, departure time was 5 o'clock. We got there at 145 or 2 o'clock, and we walked right on the boat. Compared to the other ships, how were the size of the cabins? I would say it's comparable. I happen to like the layout of this room better. Mm-hmm. When you walk in, to the left is a nice spacious closet area, which you can, you know, you have enough room to stand in there, and then that's also your shared bathroom area, if you will. Uh-huh. And then straight ahead is your bed. And then, um, well, we had a balcony, so continuing out that way. But I would say it's comparable, if not slightly bigger, but it was perfectly comfortable. Okay. Now, the Emerald Princess is only three years old. It actually entered service in 2007. What I want to know, Renee, does it still feel like a new ship? Absolutely. I thought the decor was really nice, really tasteful. It felt classy without being too overdone, clearly well-maintained. Contemporary in design, would you say? Um, It felt... I mean, kind of classic in terms of there were some areas that felt kind of Tuscan with the tiling and things like that. Um, I think it depended on if you went to a certain bar or a certain area of the ship, you might get a little more modern. But it felt pretty traditional to me. Tell us about the food. Oh, the best part, of course. Yeah. (laughs) Overall, it was great. This is our first experience with anytime dining. I have to say my only slight gripe with that is... You know, they, they want to seat you with other people. It's easier for the wait staff, and of I respect course. that. But what would happen is we'd get seated with folks who had already started their meal. Right. And you're trying to have a conversation. You're trying to introduce yourself, you know, and they feel like, oh, should I be eating? Should I go on? And you're like, no, go ahead. And then they kind of stall you all towards the end and catch you up together for dessert. So it was just a little um, bumpy when you sat with other folks. We probably sat with other people twice and then the other times we requested a table for the two of us and we only had to wait one time did you hit up any of the specialty restaurants we did we went to sabatini's the italian place they feed you quite well more courses than i could count right (laughs) they have amazing homemade pasta Mm. and renee what is that twenty dollars extra to eat there That was it. And the way that we rationalize it is how much would we pay for a great dinner if we were on land? Right. It would be way more than 40 bucks. 
so and the atmosphere is fantastic so I, I would highly recommend that how about the casual dining on board is that pretty uh, up the standard for you Yes, I mean uh, typical. I have to say, I was I was pleasantly surprised. You know, for us, we we don't get dressed up too often, mm-hmm. so it's special for us to go into the dining room, even on a casual night. You're still wearing something a little bit nicer than jeans, right? So on past boats, I've always been a little missed by people who don't go by the <laughs> dress code, <laughs> and uh, there were a lot less infractions on this boat. I don't know why, but for whatever reason, it was. It was a very pleasant atmosphere. I know I shouldn't, but I do it anyway. Eat after hours. I love late night dining. What, what do they have in the way of that? Well, the buffets op- were open until at least 10 o'clock, if not 11. Right. You have your pizza option. You have your grill options with the hamburgers right. and hot dogs. And obviously room service whenever you wanted it. So uh, there's also a little international cafe kind of in the hub of things near the atrium and they have little sandwiches they have gelato so of is course any any time of the day you can get something how about entertainment on the ship did you see any of the shows we didn't see any of the variety performances mm-hmm. we did see the comedian on board he had two appearances that was roland j moore uh-huh I think he's a southerner. I think he's from one of the Carolinas. Yeah. He was very funny. <laughs> we had a great time with him. And there's also a great band called Evolution. They do all kinds of covers, like every genre of music you could think of. They did pop. They did classic rock. They actually had a big classic rock concert. We kind of became their groupies for the week. <laughs> and we would just try and see them whenever we could. <laughs> and they were just a blast. Tell us about the first port, Princess K, right? Mm-hmm. That's a really beautiful beach. Um, I want to say it's their private island. It's not their private island. It's right. a private beach. Right, right. <laughs> Short, tender ride out. Plenty of chairs. I think if you want to rent either a clamshell or a cabana, you could do that. But there's plenty of chairs and shaded areas if you need them. We brought our own snorkeling equipment. We did a little snorkeling. Very nice place to do that. I was surprised by the amount of fish we saw. It was beautiful. It is a little rocky, the shore, so if you're going to do something like that, you should bring your um, your sand shoes. I know from there you went to Ochos Rios, Jamaica, and then you hit Grand Cayman, which this is one of my favorite spots because you could do the, the Dolphin Cove thing, swim with the dolphins, and then go to Stingray City and swim with them, which I think is a once-in-a-lifetime thing. You just got to do it. Have you all swam with the dolphins before? We haven't done any dolphin encounter, no. Oh, my goodness. You got to do that <laughs> next time you go. Yeah, definitely. Now, is the cruise lines paying you to say all this, Matt? Because uh, you keep you're selling the hell out of this. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Then from there, yeah, I know you hit Cozumel, and then that, that pretty much, I guess, wrapped it up there. How was the disembarkation process? Just as smooth. We were called down to one of the dining rooms, and yep. after a short amount of time, they called our number or our color. I don't remember how they managed it exactly, but. The whole process between our room and getting off of the boat was probably 15 minutes. Nice. Now, now, how would you rate the Emerald Princess overall? I just loved the atmosphere, and I felt like, you know, the daily agenda that you get, in this case it was the Princess Patter. Right. I didn't feel like it was so jam-packed that you felt like if you weren't doing something every minute of the day, you were wasting your time. You know, it just felt a lot more 
pick and choose what you want to do, no harm done. We had a great cruise director, but he wasn't on the PA every five minutes telling you when bingo was or this or that. So it just, I felt like I could relax a lot better. And the staff, of course, is friendly wherever you go, but I, w- I would say absolutely the same for Princess. They were wonderful. Cruise radio listener Renee Klusek, thank you so very much for sharing your experience with us. And, and we wish you and your husband, Rich, many more years of marital bliss. Of course. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you. You can be on the show just like Renee. Email comments at cruiseradio.net or call 866-874-7957. Have you been dreaming lately about a romantic tropical cruise to the Caribbean? Cruise One. Or how about a breathtaking scenic cruise to Alaska? Cruise One. Or how about the Mexican Riviera? Or Cancun. Hazen. Or New England. Or Canada. Or Italy. Or Greece. Or the Far East. Or how about... One has more than 550 cruise specialists nationwide ready to help you plan your dream cruise. And speaking with a local Cruise One expert is as easy as calling toll-free 1-800-CRUISE and the number one. That's 1-800-CRUISE-1 or find us online at cruiseone.com. Number one in cruising Thank you so much for listening to Cruise Radio. Each week, we're going to feature Porthole Magazine's Picks of the Week, some cruise destinations' best-kept secrets, this time in Fort Lauderdale and some dining around there. So if you're cruising to and from Port Everglades, check out some of these unique local eateries that are all very close to the port, airport, and downtown Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, the first one is Canyon Southwestern Cafe on Sunrise Boulevard, not too terribly far from the beach either. Uh, is an energetic fusion restaurant that blends American cuisine well, with Asian, South, and Central American. Mm. It serves a lot of great, unique seafood dishes as well and is known for its prickly pear margaritas. Mm, love those. Mm-hmm. You can find out about it at canyonfl.com. The storied Rustic Inn is a South Florida staple that's been around for more than 50 years. It was a well, once a roadhouse saloon. Today, the waterfront restaurant serves its signature garlic crabs on tables covered in newspaper. Mm. There are even wooden mallets for your crab-smashing convenience and plastic bibs to complete your appearance. They're found at rusticin.com. And the last one, Cap's Place, a local seafood joint that's been around since the 20s and claims to be the oldest restaurant in Broward County. You actually have to take a motorboat to get to it. Uh, Cap's is actually located on Tiny Cap's Island off Lighthouse Point. It serves incredible fresh local seafood in a unique nostalgic setting. The website is capsplace.com. If you, a family member, or a friend have a special requirement for mobility aids or medical oxygen when traveling, that's where Special Needs at Sea can help. We have with us on the program CEO Andy Garnett. Welcome to Cruise Radio, Andy. Thank you for having me. Tell us briefly, what is Special Needs at Sea, and uh, how do cruise passengers benefit from your services? Well, Special Needs at Sea is a company that provides special needs type equipment. So anything from a wheelchair, motorized scooter, oxygen, hospital beds, so on and so forth. And basically we make it possible for people who want to go on a cruise that have a special need to be able to go. How many ports are y'all in? Uh, We're all around the world. 
and currently we're in 55 different port cities. Pretty much anywhere you would be cruising, I would say. Yeah, exactly. Let's switch gears and talk about the American Disabilities Act. Uh, Does it apply to cruise lines, and do they have to comply with it? Yeah, cruise lines have to comply because there was a ruling a few years ago since the cruise lines are based mainly in the United States and they're sailing out of the U.S., and the majority of their customers are American, it was decided that they have to follow the Americans with Disabilities Act. But I can tell you before that time, they really started making things accessible anyway, because as the population ages, more and more people are having difficulty walking, people have difficulty hearing, things like that. So they really started to follow what the ADA had to say before it was mandated a few years ago. So a lot of ships have tender boats between the ship and the port call. Uh, What kind of services do you offer for folks like that? A lot of the tenders, uh, I know Holland America, all of their tenders, or I should say the majority of their tenders are accessible. So they're able to use their equipment to go ashore. Uh, Most of the ships try to find locations where they'll dock, so it's never an issue for them to go ashore. But if it is a tendered port, it's really up to the crew members to determine if they feel it's safe or not at that point in time. So if the water is really rough, they may say, well, we don't think you should really bring your scooter uh, at this time. As I look more closely at the information, I'm seeing you you really, anybody can actually rent your equipment, right? That's right. The only time that we require a prescription of some sort is when they need oxygen. Oxygen, right. Okay. Now, for those passengers who need a battery-operated scooter, are the cruise ships dictating that they have to keep them in their cabins? Well, there's one sailing on a ship. They had a record number of scooters, and they were all in the hallways. And this is before they were telling people they had to keep them in the, inside the stateroom. I believe it was 92 scooters on one sailing. Good Lord. And, you know, some of those scooters were the Humvee of scooters. Right. <laughs> so the, uh, the cruise line... There was no getting around those in the hallways. Yeah, exactly. So basically, they made some restrictions as far as how large the scooters can be. And we have scooters that will fit through a standard stateroom door. And yes, basically, they need to bring them inside and plug them in. Usually, the electrical outlet is near the vanity area. And depending on the person's weight, depending on if they're on a flat surface or if they're taking it off the ship and going up and down, a lot of hills will dictate how long the battery will last. Right. So depending, I'd say anywhere from 8 to 20 miles on one charge. He is the CEO of Special Needs at Sea, Andy Garnett. Thank you so much for being with us. We really appreciate it. Well, thank you. I appreciate you guys having me. Stuart Shearer on the Cruise Guy is back now with your hot deals. What you got? We've been talking about Celebrity Solstice, which is just you know one of our favorite ships. August 22nd, August 29th, guys. Seven night Eastern or Western Caribbean. It's a great last minute deal for the summer vacations. $6.99 for a balcony what? right now. And by the way, uh, you're going to get a $50 shipboard credit. Whoa. <laughs> I don't know if we could sweeten it any better than that. Look at you waving your sugar cane. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, Stuart. Go ahead. Going on to another deal, we've got, uh, you know, Norwegian Epic. Uh, They still have some uh, an incredible sale. Um, They've got uh, cruise-only pricing from $649. They've extended their balcony upgrade uh, sale that's been going on. And what that means is is that you're going to get a free upgrade from Ocean View to Balcony Cabins on all of the NCL ships, 
the other 10. And if you're sailing on Epic, uh, since there are no ocean view cabins on board the ship, they're all balconies, they're going to give you a free upgrade from a balcony to an ocean view balcony. And if you need air, if you take a balcony cabin or above, the uh, prices are either $99 per person, air add-on, or $199 per person, air add-on. Thank you, Stuart Shearer on the Cruise Guy. Found at CruiseGuy.com or follow him on Twitter at CruiseGuy. You can also follow us on Twitter at Cruise Radio. Join our Facebook page while you're there, Facebook.com slash Cruise Radio. We don't mind tooting our own horn once in a while. No. Not too terribly long ago, they uh, wrote a nice article about us in the Florida Times Union, the front page of the business section. Uh, It's also available online, jacksonville.com, but really it's easiest to find it on our site, correct? Yeah, go to cruiseradio.net. I put a link up there. Not to mention, it wasn't only in Jacksonville. Uh, Philadelphia picked it up, the Miami Herald, and so did Columbia, South Carolina. Very nice. So yay us. Next week on the show, we've got one of our favorite guests, Jeff Edwards, who a uh, game show host, actor, and uh, just a great guy. He sadly contracted norovirus on a recent cruise, so we'll talk to him and what that's like. Also, we'll have the president of MeetOnCruise.com. This is a cool site for yeah. you social media people out there. Yeah. Just like Facebook for cruising, I guess you could say. It's a cool way to meet fellow passengers before you sail. From the Cruise One Studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Matt Bassford. And I'm Doug Parker. And this is Cruise Radio.